0: Good morning, Rise and Freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. We're glad and grateful to have you here. Today's Freedom Family Friday, which means that my lovely wife, Stephanie Peterson, is joining us in studio. How are you doing, Stephanie? doing okay. Nice to see you. Today is Friday the 13th in the month of October. I know. It's kind of a
1: freaky day. We had a cat walk by our door last night. A
0: black cat walked by our door last night. So we've had a black cat cross our path, and it is also the Islamic day of Durka Durka Muhammad Jihad. If you're just joining in the Wake Up America show for the very first time today, do us a favor. Click that like button and subscribe to the channel. We'd love to have you come back and join us every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time. The Wake Up America show streams live to you Uh, Come back and join us, make some friends, stick around, and let's get the show on the road. All right. Well, the conflict between Israel and Hamas could spread to cities worldwide as a former Hamas chief called for a day of jihad by Muslim communities. Khaled Mishal designated today, October the 13th, as a day of jihad, asking Muslims to take to the streets and deliver a message of anger in support of Palestinians, the violence has already begun with one confirmed report of a brutal attack. I am going to play this clip right now and just FYI, for those who are, uh, are squeamish, you might want to look away. Take a look at this. This is a an Israeli diplomat. In China, right? In China, right? on yep. the streets of Beijing. So an Israeli what? diplomat being stabbed to death in mm. the streets of Beijing, China. My goodness. This was not an idle threat.
1: I remember being in China in 2005, and I don't think I saw any Middle Eastern people when I was there.
0: Well, Beijing is the capital of China, so they've got diplomats and they've got government workers there. Yeah.
1: So it's quite homogenous in China.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and today, we have got for you on the show today, we're obviously going to be covering the, the news as it's breaking around the world. We do want to invite our listeners, of course, to not give in to fear. But do not let the terrorists win and distract you or stop you from doing what you might do normally. I, at least I'm of the opinion of such, but that's of course, because it's hard
1: for me to do as a woman mm-hmm. and a Jewish woman at that.
0: Yeah. We're going to talk about your thoughts on this conflict, Stephanie, in just a few minutes. Um, not Yoda saying my audio gain is just a little bit low. Is it my mic or is it Stephanie's mic? That's too low. Let me know. Who is it? Let me know. Let us know which one is too low for you. Um, but, uh, the, um, uh, we, we saw this video yesterday that kind of made us laugh. We're going to try and lighten it up a little bit this morning.
1: You got to laugh at the absurdity.
0: This one, 81 million gun owners in America looking at the day of jihad. Take a look at this and listen to this. Yeah.
1: Definitely concerns me a little bit. You know what I mean? But, you know, I, I packed that thing, too. So he come around this way. You will get caught. <laughs> Definitely concerns me a little bit. You know what I mean? But, you know, I, I packed that thing, too. So he come around this way. You will get caught. That's yeah, just, like, it's, it's just another day in my normal life. Come on over. I'm ready.
0: So you come around here, you might get cut. Days like today, though, really do make Americans celebrate the the Second Amendment, don't they? Can we give it up for the Second Amendment people?
1: So but these these terrorists, aren't they mostly using knives?
0: To a large degree, but you know what? Yeah. Don't you know what? Yeah, let them bring a knife to a gunfight. That's what I'm saying. That's here. right. Yeah, that's right for sure. Uh, a how three one nine says Trey Stone, Matt Parker, and Austin Peterson are national treasures and must be protected at all costs.
1: <laughs> I would agree with that.
0: Yeah, I, I've actually been really looking forward to having you on the show all week, Stephanie, because we've been because we've been paying you know talking about the Israel Hamas conflict. Yes. And you've been, you know, you saw me doing a debate on Elijah Schaefer's show the other day, um, the uh his slightly offensive show with a um apparently Keith, a, uh, Keith Woods, I guess is yeah, his name. Yeah, Keith Woods. Keith Woods and From, uh,
1: he's uh, in Ireland. He's
0: an Irish nationalist, mm-hmm. he calls himself, and he was there um uh bemoting the plight of the Palestinians mm-hmm. uh and there to defend the terror attacks uh on Israeli babies and to of course um induce fear and loathing in all of the uh, the thinking rational and free world so we're going to talk about that with stephanie i want to hear steph's take on this as a jewish woman my wife the jew uh and then today we are going to hear from Aya katz
1: yeah so, so how
0: did this happen so Aya katz who's ayah katz do so you want to but do you, mm-hmm. do you know much of her background and kind of her connection to us?
1: Um, I really don't know too much. I know that she's been following you for a long, long time. She's a Missourian. Mm-hmm. I know she has connections to Israel. I don't know if she's from there. I know she speaks Hebrew. Mm-hmm. Um, she is a researcher. Mm-hmm. And she has a... She's also an author. Uh, yes, an author. And she has a... Is it a chimpanzee? Yes. Uh, yeah. So she does studies on her chimpanzee that she... She's, yeah,
0: she's um, a lovely lady, a yeah, libertarian like us. she's a very us, interesting person. She she's very smart. Her father wrote a book about the conflict between the Jews and the Muslims or ISIS, uh, or not ISIS, but Hamas and uh, and Israel. And she's got yeah. what she says is a very unique point of view on this.
1: Right, so she right. Has to come I'm really on. curious to hear what this point of view is.
0: So we're going to hear from Aya Catch this morning at 7.30 mm-hmm. a.m. Central Time. She'll be streaming into us live via Zoom, and we'll get to hear her take which would be unique on this one. You can also have your voice heard on the show today as well. Anytime, night or day, you can text the Wake Up America show at 573-319-1586. Again, the text lines are open at 573-319-1586. If you want to text us in your thoughts on what's happening around the world, Quest Fanning is asking the question, Is Jason Voorhees a jihadist? What? I have no effing clue.
1: Wait, what? Isn't he like an American guy? Uh,
0: He's white? Jason Voorhees. Stephanie, you just literally watched Friday the 13th the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Jason Voorhees was the the little boy in Friday the 13th. The killer. Killer. Killer mommy.
1: Killer mommy. I didn't know that was his name. Killer. Oh. Get her, mommy. Get her. Yes, I do remember okay. that boy. yes,
0: but you didn't know his name was Jason Voorhees. No, the I think of
1: Lark Voorhees from Save by the Bell. <laughs> Are they related? Because uh, 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 yeah. she's she's black, No, so.
0: no they're not related. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, if you li- like I said, if you'd like to text the show today, you can let us know what's on your mind at 573- 319-1586. So I guess, Stephanie, I'm just going to give you the floor for here for like a minute or two and just Get sure. your take, this because we have we haven't heard from you all week on this conflict, and uh, you know, I, as my wife, as a Jewish woman, I imagine you have a lot to say. So take it away.
1: During that debate, even the other day, people were writing in the chat like, "Is your wife Jewish? Is she culturally Jewish? Is she religious?" Blah blah blah. So, I mean, I'll I'll tell you firsthand here. This is my real perspective. Um, I was raised Jewish, mostly secular. Um, I did go to synagogue. I celebrated most of the major holidays, Hanukkah, Passover, the high holidays. Um, But now I'm just more culturally Jewish. So I like matzo ball soup. I like latkes. Um, So, yeah, it's like religious wise. I'm not so much into that. But Uh,
0: yeah, neither one of us are religious. uh, But we still I was just excited to celebrate a new holiday when we got married. And, you know, we decided to light the candle, the menorahs. And celebrate Hanukkah, because, you know, I I actually I'm not like saying this like to be rude or anything, but I think I probably knew a little bit more about Jewish history than you did.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: (laughs) And that's because of my background as a Christian. I always find it fascinating that uh, that Christians in reading the Bible so frequently and being so biblical focused. Yeah. They frequently know more about the Jews than the Jews know about themselves.
1: Well, and, I wouldn't say that for every every Jew.
0: No, not true. <laughs> Just not for, for every, me. But if they're Orthodox, probably not. Right? right. But the thing is, is that I find, and this is one of the reasons why I really uh, appreciate Jewish culture to an extent, it, it, uh, is because the the Jews are secular.
2: Oh, largely.
1: Sorry, I mean, my sister's not. She's been to Israel at least three times. Yeah. Um. So. You know, as I'm talking about it right now, I mean, I'm I'm definitely feeling anxiety inside. Mm-mm. You know, this this is very scary for me, um, which I didn't expect to feel. You know, as I'm talking about this, I mean, I am scared. I'm scared of terrorists. I remember when the um, Arab-Israeli conflict was going on when I was in middle school, changed, Which is
2: the the plagiarism. I was, of Israel.
1: I was very scared of terrorists,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I'm one of those people where I avoid places because of that
0: we did read today that a a jewish school in new york city has announced that they are going to close their classes uh today so they will they won't be holding classes today which it might be the right idea Um,
1: i think so back where i'm from in west bloomfield michigan i mean it's a huge jewish area Mm -hmm. in michigan there's a lot of jews especially in oak park michigan there's also a lot of Middle Eastern people mm-hmm. in Dearborn Michigan yep. um so i'm I'm really thankful I'm not in Michigan today um because I know there's probably going to be a lot of people protesting mm-hmm. um but here in Missouri, I feel pretty safe because it's mostly white people
2: More- <laughs> <laughs>
0: Racist, racist. Are Jews white people? Diversity. Are Jews a race? We'll talk about that in just yes. a moment. We do have some really good, interesting comments that we're getting this morning. American son 76, first time I've seen him here on Hello. the screen. Good morning. <laughs> Thankful to have you here. He says that he lived in New York City and he learned everything firsthand. That was kind of the same thing with me. Like everything that I had known about Jews was from secondhand and thirdhand mm-hmm. knowledge through the Bible and through, from what I had learned just intellectually because. Obviously, when, you, when I grew up in Peculiar, Missouri, there were no Jews in uh, Peculiar, Missouri. I mean, there are some in Kansas City and things like that, but at least I didn't come into contact with any Jewish people growing up here in, you know on a farm in Missouri. However, when I moved to New York City, like American Son 76, I learned a lot about Jews. I had Jewish friends. And, and when I worked at FAO Schwartz, I came into contact with the Orthodox community for the first time. Yep. Uh, and it was interesting because, you know, the unorthodox Jews being more liberal like ourselves, right? more freedom minded were uh, were mm-hmm. delightful. And I learned a lot about Jewish culture and food and history and um, uh, from that. I, I even had you know, a couple of Jewish girlfriends. Yes. but but <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, then I also ran into the Orthodox Jewish community, the Hasidic community, and I will say that that was an overwhelmingly negative experience. Mm, and it yeah. was it was interesting because in, in the debate the other night uh, with Keith Woods, On the uh, show with Elijah Schaefer, he was he was mentioning all of the terrible things, the behavior by people in Israel who how they treated Christians and how they uh, spit at Christians who were walking down the street. Do they? The the Orthodox do. Right. So but he didn't differentiate between the Orthodox and the unorthodox. Right. Right.
1: Any extreme version of any religion can Mm -hmm. get a little bit crazy for sure.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, but here's the big difference. Here's the big difference between the Orthodox Jewish community and the Orthodox, uh, the Orthodox Muslim community. The Orthodox Jewish community isn't planning on blowing up the world today. The Orthodox I- Islamic community right. today have declared a, j- a day of jihad and not just against people. Like American libertarians can say, can both sides all they want or try and claim some kind of moral equivalence between Israel and Hamas. Mm-hmm. They can do that all they want. But Hamas would murder you just as, as much as they would murder uh, anybody, an Israeli Jew, if they would. They, they, would kill the, they would kill you as much as they would kill the Jew. Yes, I found that fascinating. The
1: Zionists and the Americans, that's who they're targeting today.
0: Zionists mm-hmm. and Americans, yes. Yeah. They want to kill us just as much as they want to kill the, uh, they call us uh, the Kufar.
1: Yeah, I've never heard that term before.
0: It's, it's basically like uh, the N-word for, for Muslims against uh, for, for non-believers. It's right? like a cracker. It, yeah, kind of like a cracker, <laughs> right? It's like the, the N-word, right? Um, so uh, now Ilmerica, he has a different view. He says he had a great experience uh, with the Hasidics. Um, yeah, definitely not the experience I had, unfortunately. That's, uh, it was a completely different experience. But again, uh, orthodox, uh, anyone of like an extreme orthodoxy, typically is is going to have those extreme views and they're going to be very intolerant of people like ourselves um as a matter of fact i had a video queued up for that i'm a big christopher hitchens fan oh i know you are he had to say about uh abrahamic religions and I, i actually prepared just a minute or two of uh, some of Christopher Hitchens' greatest hits uh, talking the about The third Islam. form of
2: plagiarism that it takes, which is the, the plagiarism of Islam from both Judaism and Christianity, the competition between monotheism has become really outright menacing. And the real responsibility of citizens is to, is to hold it down, is to resist theocratic bullying and the superstitions that underlie it. Islam makes very large claims for itself. Very large claims indeed. It claims to be the last and final religion, the last and final revelation. When you see bumper stickers, everyone says you can't reduce major things to a bumper sticker. It's not my idea to have bumper stickers saying, Islam is the solution. It's a well-known slogan actually of parties associated with the Muslim Brotherhood. They say Islam is the solution for everything. It takes care of all your life and the one to come. Sexuality, political economy, banking, Diet, relations with other religions, everything. It's a total solution. What is creepy about the word total? I hope I don't have to tell an audience like this. It's the first five letters of the word totalitarian. It's absolute. It's absolute. It's all inclusive. It's it's unanswerable. And oddly, for a religion that makes such large claims, notice another thing about Islam it doesn't particularly like having these claims questioned or scrutinized. In other words, as there, just as there is with all religions an inverse relationship between the claims they make and the evidence they can produce for them, you must have noticed that, with Islam, a younger religion, and perhaps therefore more in its first flush, there's an extraordinarily strong willingness to say that any challenge to its absolutist claims is by definition profane. And profanity and blasphemy can be the antecedent to very severe punishment. For example, do you remember the uh, Charlie Hebdo attacks
0: in France?
1: Uh, the, were those pretty recent? Those, was that w-
0: it was maybe ten years ago. Oh, uh, these, okay, these, no, no, so no, so no. Were, I don't. These remember were, that. Uh, I believe, ISIS-inspired uh, terrorist attacks in France that occurred because uh, Charlie Hebdo was a um, a satired newspaper uh, oh. in France, and okay. they, uh, uh, it is a crime uh-huh. to draw a picture of Muhammad in Islam. Uh, even for foreigners, so you're not allowed to draw a cartoon or a picture of the Prophet Muhammad. Okay. Uh, you're not <clears throat> of the Prophet Muhammad. Yes. Or else you may have a jihad declared against you. In other words, the people who were doing satire in mm-hmm. in Charlie Hebdo, they didn't even draw the actual picture of Muhammad. I think they actually were doing like not paint by number, but you mm-hmm. know when you you know when you used to draw the lines, like draw the picture of Muhammad, they would do like number one number two and you would draw the line and it would draw the picture of muhammad i'm 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 forgetting easy easy draw exactly number is that something like that not not paid by number but it was
1: like yeah connect the lines i remember that yeah it was like a a child worksheet that i used to do
0: yeah it was a french here we go so two french muslim terrorists saeed and and sharif kawachi forced their way Uh into the offices of the french satirical weekly newspaper charlie hebdo Armed with rifles and other weapons, they murdered 12 people and injured 11 others. They identified themselves as belonging to the Islamic terrorist group, Al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula. Now, here, and and it was all because they had done drawings. Mm. So here is why there's no moral equivalence between the Jews and the Muslims. When's the last time we saw the Orthodox Jewish community launch a terror attack against people for defaming their religion?
1: I don't think they ever have. Exactly. I don't remember.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the problem with Islam, and you know that I'm not a fan at all of Islam. Uh, I'm not a fan of religion in general, in total, in entirety, totalitarian. I'm very, uh, very much opposed to organized religion. I know. Um, uh, but uh, mo- uh, I have a special hatred for Islam. And it's because of things like this, because they did not come into contact with the Enlightenment because Christianity and and Judaism
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, have been blunted by the Enlightenment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we were watching Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves last night, we right? Were. And you saw the um, It's
1: my first time seeing Robin Hood. right. And you he saw, was not wearing a green hat at
0: the at the beginning of the movie, there in the Crusades. Right, and you saw that what they were doing to one another. The Muslims, the Muslim uh, warriors, were cutting off the hands. I know.
1: I was like, "This is a little bit relevant."
0: Yeah, it was. It was kind of interesting timing Uh, that we were watching that just last night.
1: I had no idea it was about that.
0: Although Morgan Freeman uh, culturally appropriated Islamic culture when he played Azim in the book. Yes, but uh, there
1: are black Muslims.
0: There are black Muslims, just like there are black Jews. Mm-hmm. Yes, Ethiopian Jews. Yes, yes exactly. they Ethiopian Jews, right? Yeah. So, so that's why this whole conversation has come roundabout here. Mm-hmm. Uh, why I tend to, why I prefer Judaism and Christianity, although I'm opposed to organized religion in general, mm-hmm. uh, because they have been uh, liberalized. Mm-hmm. Those, these religions, and, I, and it, and it really, I'm sure, grates conservatives to hear me say that, but it's true. There, these religions are more liberal. Jesus was much more liberal than Muhammad, correct? Right? Jesus never re- advocated for rape and murder, and you know he
1: wanted peace.
0: Muhammad was a pedophile, but uh, uh, as well. So, and Jesus never took a bride, at least if you, if you believe the Bible itself, so such as it is. So correct. the other night, correct. the other night when I was debating with Keith Woods about the question of whether or not Judaism is a culture religion or a race. Keith was very intent on pointing out that DNA shows that Judaism, that oh. being Jewish is a race, which yes. I disagree with because I've actually spent five minutes, you know, not hating the Jews, but <laughs> actually reading about them and learning and studying them. Go ahead, Stephanie.
1: So I was doing some research on this um, because I was trying to understand what race is, and I actually read that race and ethnicity don't show up at the genetic level. Um, And that was from National Geographic. I mean, also McGill University, race is a real concept that we use as social beings. As for whether race can be found in our genes, the answer is no. So it's not genetic at all. Um, Yes, Tay-Sachs is something that us Jews can get. It's some sort of a disease. Mm. Um, But I think you brought this up in your debate. It's because of the inbreeding that was happening. And we're all from Europe. Mostly, at least Ashkenazi Ashkenazis Jews
0: are from Europe, right?
1: Yeah, Sephardic Jews are more from and where here, are they from the South America, right? Yes, and yeah. here
0: and here's like some the Middle
1: East. Somebody, They're more dark skinned.
0: Somebody mentioned the other day um, a really good point that I'll I'll kind of summarize here as well. The um, when it comes to the uh, the question of whether Judaism is a race, mm-hmm. if anything that you can convert to is not a race. So if I were to become Jewish, if, mm-hmm. if I were to accept Judaism, go to a rabbi and, and convert, did, would that change my race? Would I, would I be a different race? No. Right. No. Right. So you can't convert to something that's a new race.
1: Right. What, what, but inherently, I guess if you're born Jewish. Right. And it's like, does that make you a race? I still, I mean, personally, I don't think so. I don't know. What do you all think? I mean, mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty pasty white, mm-hmm. to be quite honest. What's
0: what's <laughs> are Jews white? That's another question, right? So we can get <laughs> into that in a
1: moment. Well, I was looking on like the different races, and they pair together white and European. Mm-hmm. So I am European. I'm from Russia and Poland. That's where my great grandparents were from. Mm -hmm. So that's why I look like how I do. Now, there are people that comment on my nose. They say it's a little bit bigger. It is
0: a little Jewish. Um,
1: So it's like, does that make me a race? Mm -hmm. Because race, I guess race is determined by characteristics that you have also.
0: It's it, you know what the funny thing is is that like it, it really it's just telling you sort of like regionally where like your ancestors mixed. like to a large part, like mm-hmm. when you really look at things on a meta level, like we're all really just one race essentially, right? A human race. right if we were, if we were if we were really like <laughs> if we were really that far apart, it would be div- more difficult for us to breed. but because we're all part of the human race, we can all breed with one another. And That's I really true. and I fucking hate how race obsessed people are anyway. Like mm-hmm. who gives a shit what race you are? And, know. You know who you know who gives a shit is racists. Racists really care about that stuff. Yeah. Like that Keith Woods character that I was debating the other night. It was so fascinating because he was so. He, he, what's What's fascinating too is with the Hitlerites, is is how like you'll have the Rashida Tlaib factions of the Democratic Party mm-hmm. who are you know free Palestine. You know we we know free Palestine. Oh Hamas is just doing what they can to defend themselves. And then you'll have like the Groypers and the Nazis and like the anti-Semites and the Nick Fuentes characters who are like, yeah, I agree with Rashida Tlaib and Alexandria Caja Cortez. But it makes sense. It actually, it makes sense because uh, you probably don't know that there were Palestinian Arabs who fought for Hitler uh, on in World War II. Oh. Wow. Yeah. So-, so he liked them. I mean, no. They were basically like they were. I think that they looked. They basically looked at it. They were subhuman, Uh but they were above Jews. So like the the Nazis had a whole racial hierarchy that they engaged in. That was you know Aryans at the top. Sure. Danish.
1: Aryan just white. It, yes well what's are you, funny are you not white if you have brown hair was, i don't know it was <laughs> this
0: whole cult so I, I won't get into too long a description of like arianism here or anything like that but like yeah. it was this whole made up th- it was all made up by heinrich himmler uh-huh. right it, and it, they it based it around their pagan their their weird pagan religion remember we talked about this and they kind of like weaved arthurian legend into it where they were all the knights of the round table and mm. Like, it, I I believe that, like, they, they claim that Aryans initially came from Iran that, like, because Caucasians from the Caucasus Mountains, some, oh, some wow. correct me if I'm wrong, the Caucasian Mountains on this one. Uh, there's a lot of things that are overlapping in this one. And I might be getting it confused, but but yeah, but it was all made up. As a matter of fact, Hitler actually privately was, spoke to people about when in the final days of the of the Third Reich. Uh-huh. Hitler was kind of making fun of Heinrich Himmler because Himmler was so obsessed with racial identity and trying to prove the superiority of the, um, of the, of the lineage
1: mm-hmm.
0: of the Aryan race that, he, that Hitler was kind of like making fun of. He's like, he's wasting his time because, of course, what they determined was that they, they were trying to prove that historically that the Aryans were always supreme. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, is that like the Chinese had a more advanced civilization when like the white people, if you will, or Aryans. Yeah. We're like still living in like caves and in mud huts the chinese were like building palaces and things like that so so it's like it's this myth of racial superiority that's what they have to do that's and it, that's why you'll see this overlap between like the groipers like the nazis and the 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 like the anti-semitic types right the national socialists and like rashida talib and others because they're aligned in their racial views like right? And what's fascinating, too, like a lot of like the anti-capitalist rhetoric, rhetoric, safety, uh, excuse excuse me, Stephanie, it's hatred of the Jews. So
1: the funny thing about Keith is that after the debate was over, I was like, he doesn't like Jews. They do it in this very sly way Mm -hmm. without really coming out and saying it. Mm -hmm. So it's like you can't always tell if they like you or not (laughs) when you're Jewish. What do you mean? I just felt like he wasn't like completely direct at being like, I don't like Jews. You know they don't yeah. really say that. I
0: mean, at some point I, I was like, if I had had enough time, then I would have just basically said, like, these are a lot of complex rationalizations and justifications for you just saying that you don't like Jews because, right? I know that they don't like Muslims either because Christian nationalists are not fans of Muslims, uh-huh. but they're but they're kind of like an enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? They the Nazis always see Jews as like the biggest enemy of mm. uh, of of course National Socialism as well. And that's why Nazis and hard, right like, right people who are like groupers and others, they don't really uh, support most of them, free markets. Mm-hmm. That's why they're national socialists. And they hate capitalism because they see it as Jewish capitalism, right? Of course, they also see Marxism as Jewish Marxism. They think that they, the Nazis think that they've come up with like, they basically, it's 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 socialism, but for white people, right? Where Marxist socialism is socialism for the minorities. Uh national socialism is socialism for white people, right? So yeah, yeah. interesting. Things that <laughs> we've learned. If you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show this morning, good morning, happy day of jihad, Durkia Durka Muhammad jihad. I'm
1: happy at
0: it. Yeah. Uh so well, I, I think we should make fun of it. I think that we should I think we should yeah. laugh in their face. But as a matter of fact, I, I, think, I think we should draw a picture of Muhammad on the show today, actually. Um, but let well, me just
1: seriously though, like in all seriousness, like yesterday when I found out about it, I immediately told my mom and sister because, you know, they're both Jewish too. And, and my sister had left me a voicemail just being like, that's scary. And Mm -hmm. my mom, she's supposed to go to a bat mitzvah this weekend, which means she's going to be going to a synagogue and she's questioning if she should still go. Mm -hmm. So it's like in terms of the Jewish community, like we take it very seriously because, you know, we are scared and we have been targeted before, especially at synagogue.
0: Mm -hmm. If you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, good morning. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. We're glad and grateful to have you here. Happy Day of Jihad. Durka Durka, Muhammad Jihad. Uh, I'm your host, uh, AP, my lovely wife, Stephanie Peterson, joining us here in studio today for Freedom Family Friday. We're glad to have you here. We've got uh, Aya Katz is coming up next. Oh Stephanie, we're going to go get her on that. It's already time. Click like. and She sub- said she's
1: ready when we are. Okay. She just messaged.
0: She's ready to go. All right. We're <laughs> going to go do a very brief little commercial break. Yeah. When we get back, we'll hear from Aya Katz on her unique take on the Israel versus Hamas conflict on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Good morning, Horizon Freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. Happy Friday the 13th. Ooh, kind of spooky. It's Freedom Family Friday, though. We've given you a reason to smile. I brought my smoking hot redheaded libertarian wife. Joining us today, Stephanie Peterson. Nice to see you. If you're enjoying the content today, don't forget to click that like button and subscribe to the channel. The Wake Up America Show streams live to you every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m to 9 a.m. Central Time. We'd be glad and grateful to have you come and join us, make some friends, drink some coffee, and have some fun. All right, well, happy Muhammad uh, Durka Durka Islamic Day of Jihad, if you will. Uh, Yeah, we're making fun of him today because we believe in free speech here on this show. American Jews, though, from different parts of the United States are as committed as ever to their faith, affirming they will not allow a call for global global protests against israel from the former leader of hamas to disrupt their schools or synagogues this week khaled mashal the former chief of hamas's political bureau called for muslims across the world to head to the streets on friday and protest in support of palestinians and for neighboring countries to join the battle against israel he says we must head to the squares and streets of the arab and islamic world on friday but of course there are muslims all over the world this morning confirmed reports that an Israeli diplomat was stabbed by a, in a uh, an Arab Muslim on the streets of Beijing, China. So Americans are encouraged today, of course, to stay strapped, let's get clapped. All right. Joining us now to talk about her very unique worldview on these things is an old friend of uh, of myself and uh, a new friend of Stephanie. She she was a supporter of my libertarian presidential campaign in 2016 and my U.S. Senate run in 2018. Says her father has written a book about the conflict between the Jews and the Muslim world. She describes herself an Israeli, but not a Jew. Says that she has a very interesting point of view to share with us right now. Her name is Aya Katz, fellow Missourian as well. Good morning, Aya.
3: Uh, Good morning, Austin. And good morning, Stephanie. And um, yeah, so basically, uh, the book that my father wrote, and he died in the year 2000, this came out in 1999, is called Israel, the two halves of the nation.
0: Wow. Aya, before we get into the book, can I ask you, would you mind just, first of all, would you mind just kind of responding to uh, uh, the uh, terror attacks? that Hamas uh, initiated against uh, Israel, Southern Israel, this last weekend. Just give us your um, your take on that first.
3: Well, uh, obviously, those were barbaric attacks. Uh, I, I don't really understand how anyone could support uh, this kind of action by anybody, regardless against whom. These were children uh, being killed grandmothers, um, concert goers being slaughtered, uh, women being raped and paraded in the streets. Uh, it's like we're going back uh, to a different millennium. So of course, uh, this is horrible. Uh, it should not be allowed. Uh, I, I love Israel. I want Israel to do well. Uh, my opinion about all of this is, on the one hand, I believe in, in a strong, I'm not a pacifist. Um, I do believe in a, a strong defense and sometimes that requires offense. Um, I actually believe that the uh, the territories should have been annexed. But here's where I'm different from uh, most uh, Israelis and um, most people that I've speaking. I believe that the people of the land, and I don't think Hamas is the people of the land, okay? I think in a sense it's a, it's a foreign uh, force that, that has come in there, and it stands for Islam and not for the people. So who are the people of the land? They are the people who remained in the land of Israel when the others were exiled um, during the various conquests. So, as you may understand, uh, when, uh, when a country is conquered, you know, in the ancient world, and if you've studied your Roman history and so forth, um, and I know Roman history is a big subject right now among <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. libertarians. Um, the, the people who get exiled are the upper classes and the lower classes remain where they are and they accept the rule of the, the the conqueror um so anyway when when the zionists came to uh to the land that was called palestine um well uh syria palestina was- yeah it was before that it was it before the british um it was uh the the ottoman empire that ruled that area and actually what the zionists did is they bought land they didn't conquer it they actually paid for it with money mm-hmm. and they settled there among the people who were there and they were not enemies of the people who were there you know you have your house i have my house you have your farm i have my farm there was those people did not call themselves palestinians um it was the conquerors who called them that um and most of those people call themselves Belakhine. Oh. Now, they spoke Arabic because, you know, they spoke whatever the language was of the conqueror of the moment. Um, but they were basically farmers. They had always been farmers. They were the people who had been there before the exiles. So, in fact, they are our brothers. <laughs> you know, you said there's no blood or there's no genetics, but actually there are genetic markers and you can check. And oh, There
0: are those. there are genetic markers, but that doesn't necessarily denote race. I think is what we're saying. Yeah,
3: I, I, I'm not interested in race either. I don't want to be uh, pegged as belonging to any particular race myself. But what I'm saying is, they were um, in many ways, and some of them even practiced uh, Judaism or whatever in secret um, in their homes. Uh, n- uh, on the surface, though, many of them were Christian and others were Muslim. And they were not, um, you know, there was no uh, sense that they were a Palestinian people. And there was peace, uh, you know, among the Zionists, and among them, they were neighbors. Um, Now, after Israel became a state, you know, and, and actually, in Israel, there were private little armies uh, in the land of Palestine under the British, that were going after the British because they wanted the British to leave. They wanted independence. Um, so when I was a little girl, and I grew up in Israel until I was ten years old, oh, yeah. and then uh, we left in 1970 um, because my father was very upset about the land being returned—the the land that was uh, taken over in 1967. In uh, the Six Day War, and he 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 could see that if we didn't assimilate the people, accept the people, and also annex the land, this kind of situation—the one that we're in right now—that Israel is in—would um, come about.
0: Now, what they now? If you, let me just reset here because uh, I'd like to expand on that one. But we do have a lot of people who just tune in to the live show and might be wondering who we are and who we're talking about uh, these topics with and what we're talking about. Of course, today is the uh, 13th, the Friday, the 13th in the month of October of 2023. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America show. My lovely wife, Stephanie Peterson, is here joining me in studio. And on the phone, Mm -hmm. we're we're speaking to our Liberty friend, Aya Katz, fellow Missourian, talking about the conflict between Israel and Hamas. And uh, Aya describes herself as an Israeli, but not Jewish. Now, why do you not describe yourself as Jewish? Is that because uh, you don't identify, like, uh, religiously or culturally with Jews? I mean, h- help us understand the the uh, difference there.
3: Okay. Well, it, take back to, uh, uh, the history of Zionism. You've heard of h- Herzl, uh, Theodore Herzl. Oh no, uh, I don't know Ma- who that is. He was the found- one of the founders of Zionism. Okay. And he was a German. Uh, I think it was in Austria but you know, in a German speaking country. And he suffered a lot of, um, uh, well, all of them suffered a lot of discrimination. And at first, he just wanted to solve the problem. He said, I want my son to have a normal life, to be able to do anything he want, uh, wants, uh, enter any profession, not pay any different taxes than other people, um, be respected. And the first thing he wanted was to be <laughs> Uh, he th- said, hey, let's all convert to Christianity and then we won't get, you know, we won't get
2: <laughs> genocide." Um,
3: yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that, that didn't go over well with either side, you know. I'm sure, yeah. So the next thing he said, okay, if we can't be regular people, and, and here's the thing, the Jews were not treated like regular people, you know. So he said, if we can't be regular people in this country or in any country in Europe um how about we found our own country and he wasn't even at first intent on uh palestine you know he said okay maybe uganda oh wow <laughs> uh, but you know people set him straight and said nobody wants to move to uganda um so <laughs> eventually the um, i wonder why right so eventually we settled on um you know, the ancestral home, you know, the place we actually came from, uh, the the place that set us apart. And people in Europe raised money um, so that those who became Zionists could be regular people. Now, what does regular people mean as as opposed to Jews? Jews were generally pacifists in Europe. They Mm -hmm. did not bear arms. They Mm -hmm. uh, did not uh, deal with agriculture. they, well, they did they, not they do, in Europe. Um, most of them were not allowed to own land, so they couldn't oh. be farmers. Even if they wanted to be. Wow. Uh, but the Zionists were going to do all of that. Mm-hmm. They were going to defend themselves. So they would be men of arms or women of arms, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were going to grow their own food. Mm-hmm. Um, They were going to be um an independent nation. And not behave like what they called Jews. So their idea of Jews was the pejorative that was used in Europe. You know, you know, there was the the stereotype of the Jew is kind of hunched over and he lends money and he's mean. You know, and that was what the pogroms were about. You know, Mm -hmm. they would show people. So we were not going to be that. We we were definitely not going to be that. We were going to be proud, strong have our own country. And most of those people, by the way, were not at all religious. They Um, were secular.
0: One of the things uh, that you brought up earlier, Aya, was the question of annexation. There's a couple of different ways to look at the annexation question. One is that you simply, uh, uh, it's the right of conquest, right? You look at it like um cowboys and indians right you know we're going to take this land and we're going to trail of tears your ass <laughs> and then the no no, way, no no
3: no trail and, of tears please right. no
0: and the, and the, right and that's a but, difference but the second but the second way is of course to hold a referendum
3: um well here's what happened in louisiana <laughs> right they were just bought and sold and i'm not saying that's constitutional but what you have to understand is their personal property wasn't taken from them.
0: They're slaves, um, you mean?
3: No, no, no. You're I'm talking not, about the, I thought you were talking
0: about the Trail of Tears.
3: Uh, oh, no. I, what I'm saying is you have to be respectful to the local population, okay? Right. You have to respect their rights as human beings, and eventually you have to give them the right to vote. Uh, mm. And all the other rights that go with being citizens. Now that can take a little bit of time, you Solution. know. Um, yeah, but 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 exactly. But so, so if you what look kind at of the process,
0: exacto- so but I mean, what kind of process of annexation do you think that Israel could undergo with when it comes to the Gaza Strip? Because you can't allow that kind, of, those kinds of living conditions to continue. Because one, it's a security threat to yourself and two the palestinians who live there in the gaza strip
3: yeah you have to get rid of hamas but there are regular people they're just regular people who want to live their lives and actually most of those people would welcome being part of israel and being treated well in israel as citizens and that's what i'm advocating so that's what i said no trail of tears so for instance when louisiana uh, was first of all, a territory bought and sold, you know, um, the people there still had their houses, their land, everything else, their property was not taken from their, and I say personal property, I don't, I don't mean a chattels, I mean, their property as individuals was not taken from them.
0: Um, I was just kind of making the joke because uh, one thing that most people don't know, whenever you see like the pictures of like the Trail of Tears, they never show their black slaves being carried along with them because the Cherokee had slaves. mm,
2: mm.
0: But every time you see like pictures of the Trail of Tears, it's like, oh, these poor Native Americans. Oh, where, where were their slaves? What about the, if there's going to be any reparations? Maybe we need to go for the Cherokees and get go, get all their money, and you know, would well, we annex I their mean, casinos. If slaves, I'm one just of the, kidding.
3: That, yeah, look, no, um, but it's
0: true that did happen. They, they did have slaves.
3: Yeah, yeah, they did have slaves. Well, a lot of Native Americans took a, took a white people slaves all the time. Um sure. Yeah. I'm not. I'm
0: sorry. I'm running out of time here. I've got uh, just a a couple more minutes. I'd I'd like to. I want to give you the floor here uh, and and set this up for you before we go here. And just kind of, if you wouldn't mind, you know, giving us just kind of like your final thoughts here on this conflict between Israel Hamas. Where do you think this is going? Uh, And what do you think the solution to this problem is? And just lay it out. I'll give you two minutes.
3: Okay. So the solution is not bombing from above and thinking that. Oh, this is retribution! You were mean to us; we're going to be mean to you. First of all, even the bombings are not anything near like the atrocities that were committed against individuals in Israel. So, I don't think the bombing ever works as as a final solution to any problem. Um, usually, when you bomb people, they they just become more intransigent. I think it ne- it needs to be war on the ground. Uh, Hamas and, and any Hamas representative needs to be taken care of, wiped out. But it should be done with as much delicacy toward the actual regular, ordinary people who live there, as possible. And regular life, you know, commerce um, and just going to school and whatever it is people do should be immediately restored in the area. It should not be that we take retribution against the, citizen, the the people. And we should open up Israeli schools that teach in Hebrew to the people of the Gaza, give them the opportunity to learn the language, become assimilated into the culture, have the same rights as everybody else. I'm not saying that can happen overnight. It, it usually takes a generation, um, but. Little by little, just as in Louisiana, it didn't become a state immediately. It was first a territory. But it needs to be annexed. It needs to be controlled. And kindness and respect need to be shown to the actual ordinary people who live there.
0: Agreed. But we do Um, have to kill. I think we have to kill the terrorists first.
3: (laughs) Oh, sure. Didn't I say that? Yeah, Uh, target Uh, Hamas. Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh Aya Katz, uh, fellow Missourian liberty lover as well. What's the name of the book, by the way?
3: Uh, Israel, the two halves of the nation. My father explains that actually we are one nation and we are at war with each other. And do you know why Jordan will not allow Palestinians to go there? Because they think of them as Jews. Okay.
0: Okay. We'll have to talk about that one another time. Aya Katz, thank you very much for your time today. And we look forward to having you back sometime and have a good weekend. (laughs)
3: Well, thank you. You have a wonderful week, Quentin, too, Austin and Stephanie. Thank, thank you, you very, very
0: bye much, Aya Cat. Oh,
1: she's so knowledgeable. I mean, this whole conflict is just way too complex and it goes over my head. I just I think about it in terms of Americans. How would I deal with it? And I'm just like, again, non interventionist, like, not my battle right now.
0: Not the United States' battle. Right. Not I agree. Yet. I agree. But
1: if there's like terrorist attacks that happen today, for example, mm-hmm. you know, I think America could get involved and Agreed. that would be okay.
0: Agreed. So here's the deal, guys. We've got a little game we're going to play today. One, oh, game? we're going to do a, a giveaway yes. from APForLibertyShop.com. So, first of all, we have to say thank you to Corey and Callie.
1: Thank you. What did, what did he do? He dropped $10 in the tip oh, chart. thank you, Corey.
0: So here's what we're going to do today, guys. We're going to do a give, uh, gift certificate giveaway. One, for everybody who's a monthly subscriber to the Wake Up America show, mm-hmm. we're going to do a uh, free item from APforLibertyShop.com today.
1: monthly we do a
0: giveaway. Well, we do a giveaway yeah. each month. So if you're a monthly subscriber to AP for Liberty Shop, like I see Corey and Callie is a monthly uh, subscriber, mm-hmm. or if you're a subscriber on the website, you are going to get. You're already entered in to win the gift, uh, the the gift from apforlibertyshop.com. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. So this is the surprise, Stephanie. You're you're hearing this now. We're also going to do a second giveaway today from apforlibertyshop.com yeah. for anybody who does a Rumble rant today in any amount. So the so,
1: first person that does it, not gets the
0: it? first person, but oh, okay. we're going to choose randomly okay. from everybody who does a rumble rant okay. today. So here's the thing. Everybody can participate in this. You can become a monthly subscriber. If you've been thinking about doing that already, that's an, that's an entry, right? And you can just donate a dollar to the wake up America show. Okay. Uh, $5, any amount, uh, will get you a free entry. So since Corey and Callie is already a monthly subscriber, and he's the only one to do a Rumble Rant today. He's got two entries.
1: Right. So he can win both prizes. He can, technically win, he can
0: win both prizes. Okay. So if mm-hmm. you are a monthly subscriber like Joni Rankin or Not Yoda or Corey Callie, mm-hmm. you have one prize entry right now. So mm-hmm. if you are interested in having two entries, mm-hmm. right, then you be a monthly subscriber and make a donation to the show through rumble.com today. So that
1: sounds cool. Yes.
0: So starting now until the end of the show, everybody who does a rumble rant has an opportunity to win an an item from the shop. So here's the thing. If you just donate like a dollar, you get, you get an entry and you could win like an awesome, like a 20 or $25 t-shirt. Right. So I think that's a pretty good deal, right?
1: Yeah, It would be worth it.
0: Absolutely. So so we're going to be doing two gift certificate giveaways today on the show. One for our monthly subscribers. So, if you're a monthly subscriber, you're already entered to win. You got one entry, and if you do a Rumble rant by the end of the show, mm-hmm. then you can um, you can win a uh, you can win a, a gift certificate or you know an item from the shop as well. So good deal. There we go. All right. Does everybody understand the rules? Okay, and go right now at the moment. Corey and Callie has the only entry in the second oh, prize. Wow. So. He has a 100% chance of winning. He's in Uh, first place. He's in first place. Corey and (laughs) Callie has a 100% chance of winning. All right. We are going to uh, change topics here for a minute. Uh, We're going to go speak to our buddy, Mike Deering. Oh, how cool. He he is the CEO of the Missouri Cattlemen's Association. Mm -hmm. And we bought a giant hunk of beef of a cow. We like half a calf. (laughs) <laughs> yesterday.
1: Yes, we have a large freezer we, that it we, fit in.
0: We we have packed our freezer full yesterday mm-hmm. of delicious Missouri raised beef. And uh, we had
1: a steak last night. So it was a ri- a prime rib with the bone in.
0: Delicious bone in prime rib, yes. Yeah. And uh we uh we tasted it last night. It was freaking amazing, but there's a lot of things that people don't understand about um about uh like vaccines in beef and uh oh, the uh,
1: whole organic movement the whole how organic not
0: use hormones and beef and all this kind of stuff yeah. and it used to be kind of like a lefty thing right gmos and all that kind of stuff like kind of a hippie lefty thing yeah. but now um it's kind of like a right-wing thing to be like anti-vax but not like COVID. we're talking mm. about anti-vaccines for cows so we're going to hear mm. from mike deering the head of the missouri cattlemen's association and we'll talk to him about his delicious beef as well. When we get back, it's going to be a great show. Stick around. We'll be right back. Remember, oh, not Yoda, who's got an entry. So if, he's got a, two, people two entries at this time. 50-50 chance of winning okay. a free item from the gift from the gift certificate from the shop. Right? There you go. We'll be right back on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Good morning. Rise and freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America show. At WakeUpAmericaShow.com, it's Friday the 13th. Spooky, spooky. <laughs> freedom Family Friday, though, means that my lovely wife, Stephanie Peterson, is joining us in studio. What's up, Steffi? Hey,
1: good morning. Steffi P. Hey, it's
0: me going Steffi. by so fast. Me and Steffi P, me on Steffi P, all about freedom. Oh, wake Up America yeah, Show. we need
1: our own song. Yeah, we do, yeah. Somebody needs to write us a theme song. I agree. That'd be cool.
0: The wake Up America Show is brought to you by viewers and listeners just like you. Uh, you can... Send us a text today at 573-319-1586. Again, you can text the show and let us know what's on your mind at 573-319-1586. All right. Well, we've been talking a lot about organic food and GMOs and... What's healthy food and what's not healthy food? My wife and I, it's kind of a big cause topic of conversation that Act we have. I
1: was a vegetarian for 10 years up until recent.
0: She was a vegetarian. <laughs> and then last night, when we sat down to enjoy these two delicious, giant, bone in ribeyes, what did you say, Stephanie?
1: Well, I definitely was not a vegetarian. Oh, I said I'm glad I'm not a vegetarian.
2: (laughs) (laughs) She's not not a vegetarian. Because
0: she's you would have had to eat your crummy beyond meat or something like that. I used to
1: eat
0: yeah, fake chicken. Fake chicken and all that. Use
1: beef tips.
0: You still do sometimes, right? But um, the
1: impossible burger. Impossible burger, all that kind of stuff.
0: Well maybe maybe those impossible burgers are bad because they've got Uh, I
1: mean I I think they are. I think real beef is safer for sure.
0: Real beef, Mm -hmm. I think probably safer, but I I mean, just because something says it's got chemicals in it, does that necessarily make it a bad thing? What about the what are chemicals and hormones that they put in the beef? What about the chemicals in the vaccines that they put and they give the cows autism and then they go on a zombie attack? And then all of a sudden cows are doing math and solving all you know, the problems, the conflicts between Israel and Hamas. All right, Austin, it's clear that you're ignorant and don't know what the hell you're talking about. Maybe we can get an expert in here, Stephanie. Yes, All right, let's, I'm so excited to let's talk to Let's do it. Him. How about the CEO of the Missouri Cattlemen's Association and the owner of Nature's Plow who supplied wow. us with those delicious bone and ribeyes? He's joining us right now, another Missouri man himself, Mike Deering. Good, good morning, Mike.
4: Good morning. How are you, sir? Doing good,
0: Mike. Thanks so much for joining us on the show today. Absolutely. All right. So talk to us a little bit, Mike, about um, the uh, some of the, the things if you could help us to kind of let's kill some sacred cows. <laughs> OK, <laughs> if, if you will. Uh, there's a lot of fear and loathing out there for vaccines these days. It used to be kind of a thing amongst the left. Right. That, you you know, you get a lot of crunchy granola, you know, vegan lefty types would be like, oh, hey, we don't want to we don't want to have vaccines. And all we wanna, natural, organic, we all, organic. Ke- we all, all natural, mm-hmm. organic measles. Right. Um, but uh it's it's kind of become like an issue over here with us, kind of our right-wingers and Republicans, not just for humans, but when it comes to beef, there's kind of a lot of aversion to beef that has vaccines, but plenty of perfectly preventable diseases happen to cows that
4: aren't vaccinated. Do you want to talk to us about this a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you kind of nailed it. It used to be the far left is who we were badly when it came to being anti-anything technology when it comes to vaccines, when it comes to... Uh, corn, soybeans, genetically modified organisms, which I argue have been genetically modified since the Native Americans developed corn, since they've been crossbreeding. But whatever, mm-hmm. um, we've been arguing that. But now you have this sect of people on the on the very far right who are rightfully, by the way, skeptical of vaccines in humans, but somehow now thinking that if you vaccinate animals, take good care of your animals that that can be given to humans through beef, which is scientifically absolutely asinine and impossible to do because regardless of the vaccine technology, those vaccines are digested. There's a withdrawal period and no trace within beef at all or any kind of meat for that matter. And so, you know, cattle producers, livestock producers in general have been trying to get to the point where We're preconditioning our livestock, giving two rounds of vaccine to make sure that those animals are healthy. I mean, the beef that you had last night, healthy beef starts with healthy cattle, and it is an animal welfare issue, and and it's completely ridiculous to avoid taking care of your animals and giving them vaccines.
1: I wonder, if you didn't give them vaccines, what would happen to the cows? What would it look like in terms of the cow industry?
4: Well, yeah, I mean, well, you know from an economics, let's talk economics i mean if if cattle producers did not vaccine vaccinate their livestock, they would have more death losses, they would have more illnesses. They'd have perfectly healthy animals being slaughtered instead of um being you know, developed and and live out live out their lives. Um, uh, <laughs> so from an economic perspective, it would be devastating. But when you think about the animal too, I mean and Would you do that to your kids let them be let them be sick and have a totally preventable disease when you could give a vaccine i mean i just think yeah i mean from an animal welfare perspective too um it would it would be allowing your livestock to suffer which is not the mentality of farm and ranch families we want to take the best care of our animals that we possibly can
1: that's why I became a vegetarian, actually, was for animal welfare reasons. And so whenever I eat meat, I always do question the ethics behind it. So can you speak to in terms of your own company, how are the animals raised? Are they happy? You know, do they have a great quality of life? Because that's what me as an ex-vegetarian, that's what I still am concerned about. And God I still feel damn bad it, about it. Mike, we want
4: to yeah, eat happy like, cows. We want those cows to like be happy music, before we can. dance a little. So
1: they dance a little. <laughs> oh, that makes me happy. Thank you so much for saying that. Tiptoe through <laughs> no, the No, So, lips.
4: you know, in Missouri, I'll talk not not just about our farm, but in Missouri, Missouri is a cow calf state, meaning that you know, we raise cows and then raise calves. And then most of those calves, most of the values exported to feeder states like Texas, Oklahoma, and out west. But mm-hmm. all most of the livestock here, um, well, all of it on our farm, but most in the state, is raised on pasture 100% of their lives. Uh, and then we have a typical Missouri feedlot, which they have access to grains, but they're always on pasture and those kind of things. And so, you know, farm and ranch families is 98% family owned in this state. We're the second largest cow calf state in the country. We have more family farms in this state, more beef cattle farms in any other state besides Texas. These are good families trying to make a living, conservative people uh now being attacked by their own for trying to take care of their livestock.
0: if you're just tuning into the wake up america show good morning i'm your host austin peterson i'm here with my lovely wife stephanie peterson and we're speaking to mike deering he is the ceo of the missouri cattlemen's association and he owns a farm that's called nature's plow where we bought ourselves a nice little delicious quarter of beef yesterday and uh we, uh, we also ate some and it was pretty damn good, I'm gonna say. You go ahead, Stephanie. You you are Sorry. raring to go. Just go. I'm
1: really interested in this just because I just eating meat not too long ago. But I guess talk to us about the difference between buying from a store versus buying from a company like yours. What would be the benefit of that? How can you convince people to do that?
4: Well, the beautiful thing is that consumers have choices. And that's why you're not gonna hear me condemn organic grass-fed. You're not gonna hear me even condemn vegetarians. Although I question your mental state. I'm
3: <laughs> Me not too. Going to crack,
4: I, <laughs> I believe in choice, And I think that yeah. consumers should have choices, whether they want to buy local, buy direct from a farmer, or they want to buy from a grocery store. They need to have confidence that that animal, that, that 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 meat is safe. And <laughs> that it was raised ethically and responsibly. And I have confidence of that, no matter what your choice is. Now buying locally Um, it's in your own backyard, you know, the farmer, you know, how it's raised. If you want to come out here and take a look, you're welcome to do so. And so that's the main difference is you have Mm -hmm. that interface with the farmer. You have the interface with their operation and their day-to-day activity. I like that.
0: Uh, Mike. So you said you do, you brought up the grass fed thing. I'm not into the hippy dippy stuff. Okay. (laughs) So I tried the grass fed beef. It didn't taste as good to me, but they're selling it for more. It's it seems to me like a scam. And here's why I think it's a scam. You can agree or disagree. Because all they're doing, it's kind of like the, the whole the whole global warming stuff. Oh, we're gonna turn our air conditioners off for global warming. Well, yeah, it's because you want to save money and not have to to cool. You want to roast the rest of us. And it's like it's the same reason why airlines, for example, they they want to go slower and the flights are more delayed because they don't want to burn as much fuel because they're like, oh, it's global warming, and, and, we're trying to save, and actually you're just trying to save money. But is it the same thing when it comes to grass-fed beef? They just don't want to spend the money on uh, the grain for the corn to properly get those cows nice and fat and delicious?
4: You know, maybe that may for some people, but there really is a demand, and I think that farmers want to meet consumer demand. So there are people that want and prefer grass-fed, And they do charge more for it. But to be fair, if I was doing grass fed, I'd charge more for it, too, because those animals are eating your grass for a lot longer period of time. So you have more of an investment um, as far as them, you know, on your landscape. So I think it makes sense that they're charging more as far as the palate. It's not my thing, but if people like it, more power to them. There so, you. they really
1: do taste different if very, dip- very diplomatic not- of you. Of well, course, you're well, the, the head of the Cattle is Association. Is not as
4: consistent. So, with grain fed, you're going to have a con- pretty consistent product at the end of the day, no matter where you get it from. With grass fed, I mean, there's so many different variations of grasses and how you do things. And so, mm-hmm. you could have a wonderful experience or you could have a miserable experience. So, the problem there is consistency. The best steak I've ever eaten in my life was grass fed the worst steak I've ever eaten in my life was grass fed. So
0: well here's the thing. When it comes to grass fed, it's cheaper to to make a grass fed cow, right? But it's more no, expensive to buy.
4: I don't I don't think that's true. Really? No, Explain. because I mean you know you're, those it takes a lot longer to take them from a calf to a finished animal on grass. Oh. So they are on your property, on your landscape, um, under your care, so you have more labor, more time, they mm-hmm. uh, more wear and tear on your pastures and your forages. So I mean they're they're around for a lot longer. so I would say it's more expensive- depends on the price of grain, but I would say at the end of the day it's probably more costly.
0: Well, that's interesting. Hey, this is just an interesting little aside, but Mike, have you ever tried have you ever had real Kobe beef? I have, yeah. Where, where did you get a chance to try that?
4: Oh, I lived out in Washington, D.C. for about a decade, which was a miserable experience. But that uh, oh. <laughs> same. <laughs> <laughs> no, I loved my job out there, but um, yeah, I hated the Beltway living there. Uh, mm. We could have a whole segment about that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, I had Kobe Beef out there at one of the fine restaurants in, in Jeff City. And it was, yeah. It was quite delicious, but I don't know if it was worth what we paid. Oh, I, think
1: uh, it I feel like it, it was. We, yeah. we ate it in Japan. Yeah,
0: but maybe it was because it we was ate in Japan. Japan.
4: Okay.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we were in Japan this last February for uh, a vacation, and uh, when we were in Osaka, we found a uh, a restaurant that served Kobe beef, and they had like the whole hibachi in front of us. But I mean, oh, the yeah. marbling in that was. It was, I mean, dramatically different than a lot of the cows that we see here. I mean, I mean, what is Because uh, Wagyu beef is just Japanese beef, right? Kobe oh. is. Go ahead.
4: Wagyu is actually a breed of cattle. Okay.
0: Right. Uh, but yeah. I, I thought Wagyu just meant Japanese cow.
4: Um, it's that- a specific breed. We have people in Missouri um, who raise Wagyu cattle. Yeah. Mm-hmm
0: okay good to know but then kobe beef is specifically from one region in japan correct right okay so uh is there something different about kobe beef compared to what americans can can americans compare a beef compare to kobe beef
4: i believe so but again it goes all the way back to that uh, that what what you like if we all like the same thing then um nobody would be successful i guess so just depends on you know a lot of people like super lean beef they don't like a lot of fat or a lot of marbling and some people like what you're talking about the kobe and and that fatter the better butter consistency that you're going to find in the kobe yeah
0: for sure all right so let's see we've hit the vaccines oh you know what we haven't talked about yet stephanie hormones that yeah. is fattening up they those say they cows because they pump
1: them with hormones, and then it these... comes into our children, and then they develop I... quicker and go through puberty quicker. So I... it's like, what is that all Tell about? Tell Is
0: is it true that if you're pumping the cows full of hormones and the and the kids are drinking the milk, that the girl, that female humans, are going through puberty earlier because of the hormones they're putting into the cows?
4: No.
2: Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> How
0: dare you, sir? You've just defied my religion. It's like saying that Jesus isn't the Son of God to some people. Explain yourself, sir, before we murder you.
4: There's more. There's more hormones in M and M's than you'll find in beef. But anyway, oh. uh, so oh, really? yeah, I mean, there really is um, in in chocolate than what you're going to find in beef. But so the hormones that you hear about um, farmers and ranchers giving those to help in growth development, um, there are implants, um, but they just enhance the hormones that already exist in the animal. It's like a stimulant. Um, for that animal, there's not adding a whole bunch of hormones or anything. In fact, if you take beef that had no implants versus beef that had implants, there's no hormone. There. Oh, wow. You're just stimulating what already exists within the animal to try to okay. get that growth boost. Um, we have a cool display that we do on educational activities with the association that kind of shows okay, here's how many hormones you get from. Peanut butter. Here's how much you get from M and M's, and and beef is at the bottom of the totem pole on on the foods. But regardless, Ooh. you're gonna you're gonna get those hormones naturally um anyway. So it's not like we're adding adding hormones. That's just crazy. But Stephanie, do you know how I to make a it. hormone? I, mean, I get why people. Think do I
1: know that. how to
4: what? I get it. Do you
0: know how to make a hormone?
1: N- no.
2: If you're just
0: if you're just oh, if you're just <laughs> yes. into the Wake Up America show, good morning. I'm your host Austin Peterson. We're glad and grateful to have you here. I don't know how to do that. Stephanie doesn't no. know how to do that. No. Um, <laughs> you'll catch something from from that. Uh, if you're just tuning in, I'm your host Austin Peterson. My lovely wife Stephanie Peterson, who is so completely innocent that she has no idea what these kinds of dirty jokes that I make on the Wake Up America show. We're don't
1: about cows. don't on, we're man. talking
0: about cows for the love of God? Don't call them, no. I would never call you a cow. Uh, you can do us a favor and click like and subscribe to the channel if you want to help us to spread the message of economic freedom and personal liberty. I'm speaking to Mike Deering. He's the CEO of the Missouri Cattlemen's Association, uh, as well as the head. He's got his own farm called Nature's Plow. We're talking a little bit about some of the myths and sacred cows, pun intended, uh, about the beef industry. Stephanie wants to weigh in.
1: Cow milk question. Do you all also sell milk with from your company?
4: We do not. So we do not have dairy cattle. We do have a a dairy industry in the state, but, um, no.
1: Yeah. I was just curious because I know that a lot of people in society now are saying cow's milk is not good for you. So I was curious if you, um, had any insight on that topic.
4: Yeah, I really, besides, yeah, I think cows, I I haven't seen any science that would ever convince me to believe that. I (laughs) think cow's milk is extremely healthy and, uh, we use it every day in this little family so Yay. i don't uh, don't think we've grown any extra arms or anything but
0: this is actually a good segue because i have a my next story uh-huh. is going to be about how people are eating much less breakfast cereal these days yes. and the initial reaction to that is oh well it's because it's not good for you it's not healthy it's sugary mm-hmm. that may be part of it but it's actually because people are drinking a lot less milk Mm-hmm. and we are going to talk about that next. But I want to give Mike the, the floor uh, for to the, have the last word. Mike, you want to uh, plug your your business, Nature's Plow, for anybody who might be interested in uh, getting themselves some delicious beef like we did. Highly recommend and endorse it. And, you know, we're not being paid to say that. This isn't an advertisement or anything, but I'm just saying that last night we had some un- incredible steaks from your farm. And so, yes, we are know, so grateful. Yeah, Thank definitely. you so much. Seal, seal of approval there from the Peterson family. So, if you'd like to share with our listeners where they can reach out to you to find out about your beef, lamb, and, and, uh, and pork offerings and things like That's that.
1: That's right. It's not just beef. It's yeah. also pork and lamb. That's exactly. so true. Yes.
0: Exactly. And if you want yeah, to such absolutely. a absolutely. Yeah,
4: You can check us out at naturesplow.com, but encourage you to get to know your, lo- where, depending on where you live, get to know your local cattle producer, get to know your local farmer and do mm-hmm. business with them. There's a lot of farmers throughout the state who sell direct to consumers, raising great products. And get to know them, develop a relationship, check them out.
1: I do have a question. Do you sell nationally? Are you able to ship meat?
4: You know, we do not. Uh, We've okay. looked into that, and I don't think with my real job that we have time to mess with the logistics of that. And, sure. And God knows the U- United States Postal Service is less than reliable. Yes.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mike Deering, head of the C- uh, CEO of the Missouri Cattlemen's Association, fellow Missourian. And, uh, of course, the owner of Nature's Plow. Check him out online. So, hey, thanks, Mike. Hey, thanks for the beef, brother. It was Thank absolutely you. delicious. We'll definitely come back.
4: Absolutely. Thanks for uh, chatting with me and busting some of the myths that we're not um, trying to poison the population. here. So, there you go. Thanks, Mike.
0: Have a great day and a good weekend. Day. Thank yep. you. Happy Friday the 13th and happy, happy, happy day of jihad. Gosh, because, yeah,
1: I used to be one of those people. I was like, the hormones, I, I want only organic. No, Stephanie,
0: why did you believe that stuff?
1: Natural news? Um, I mean, I believed in, like, um, basically the government was spreading, like, what was it? Chemicals in the sky from the airplanes, chemtrails. Right. I thought that was going on to our crops and the right. grass that the animals would eat. And it was, uh, I have no idea. I was just repeating things I heard. Mm-hmm. And then. You know, the organic stuff is packaged so nicely mm-hmm. and it's so pretty. I think we were actually watching recently about the branding of organic companies. It's specifically meant to be very catchy, mm. you know, like an avocado with sunglasses or something. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, we, we've got that cracked video we can play here in a little bit if we'd like. But uh, I do want to say thank you to all the super chats or I guess we call the them rumble ramps. ramps. Yeah, My studio dropped $20 in. he doesn't want Ooh. he doesn't want the prize entry, but he just wanted to tip us thank <sighs> you for studio. that
1: you are so nice thank we, you
0: we appreciate that very much uh Alicia wilder says that they're half a state away from me more sustainable to buy closer to home depending on where you are Alicia, i'll say this that because we're in jeff city they're in northwest missouri so mm. we're a half a state away as well the so if
1: they say sustainable does that mean in terms of gas usage and well, pollution sure. in the air it
0: might be just be cheaper to buy a local you yeah. know more local than that but uh but they, we, they did have free delivery for us so it wasn't bad mm-hmm. which was kind of nice but um um, uh, thank you to everybody who's uh, doing Rumble Rants today. Just an FYI, if you are a monthly subscriber to the Wake Up America show, like Pork Chop, for example, over there. Ooh, they uh-huh. might
1: like the pork of uh, the company they we m- just talked to. They <laughs> might like the pork.
0: Um, pork Chop, for example, is a monthly subscriber, as well as Joni Rankin uh-huh. uh, and others. You are already entered to win the, the uh, prize that we're going to give away at the end of the show. We're actually giving away two prizes. So here's how this works today for mm-hmm. those who might just be tuning in. We're going to be giving away for our monthly subscribers one prize, and then for everybody who does a Rumble rant today on the show, uh, which I have here's the list that I have. Tell me if you did, and I don't have you on here. Not Yoda, Corey, and Callie, Quest, Fanning, Blutreich, Joni Rankin, and Studio. Those were all the uh-huh. um, the Rumble rants we've received today. But
1: studio is exempt.
0: Let me know if I didn't. Yeah, yeah Studio wants to exempt himself. Uh, so those people who have done rumble rants in the show, they're all entered to win as well. So, uh, all you have to do is make at least a dollar donation. You can do more, obviously it'd be great to help us support the show, but no matter what you donate today through the show, you will be entered to win that prize that we'll give away at the end of the show. So monthly subscribers are automatically entered. If you're thinking about becoming a monthly subscriber, now's a good time to do it. You can get two prize entries. If you become a monthly subscriber today, you get you automatically get to because you you make a donation and mm-hmm. you become the monthly subscriber. So two chances to win if you're a monthly subscriber um, uh, To if you become a monthly subscriber today. So there you go. All right. Um, speaking of breakfast, cereal and milk, uh, this was from the Wall Street Journal that I was reading the other day. And for those of you who might be tuning in saying, why aren't they talking about the day of jihad? We were talking about that a little bit earlier. The show's almost over, however, and we typically on Fridays try and lighten things up. And for the love of God, we really need to lighten things up. It's been,
1: yeah.
0: it's been a real rough week. Yeah. Um, so I think
1: I don't realize how much that uh, Israeli conflict is really weighing on me. Mm-hmm. After talking about it today, I was like, oh my gosh, I guess I really am stressed about this. Yeah,
0: for sure. Well, one listener uh, texted in and said, the guy who owns the land surrounding where we hunt deer hunt sells us beef. It's great. That's oh. nice. That's cool. Another Alex from Missouri texted in. He says, please ask about regenerative AG and if mo Cattlemen participate. Hey, I'm sorry that I missed that in time, brother Alex.
1: Regenerative agriculture. I think that's what it means.
0: You know what? I can actually send him that text, uh, a text and ask him that. And um, when he responds, I'll I'll respond back to Alex. So I'll just Mm -hmm. respond privately. Okay. Sorry that I missed that during the conversation there, Alex. You can text the show today just like Alex did at 573 three one nine one five eight six again you can text the show today at five seven three three one nine one five eight six all right well kellogg's plan to ditch its cereal business highlights the depressed outlook for what was once america's morning staple yeah kellogg's mm. is talking about no longer making cornflakes can you imagine that
1: Well, I do like cornflakes. I know a lot of people don't, Mm -hmm. but I do like it. I still buy a cereal. We've got some cereal. I got Raisin Mm Bran. I bought some like Honeygrams recently. But in terms of like, I used to eat it a lot more. Mm -hmm. Like, I love Frosted Flakes, Apple Jacks, Alphabet. Those were some of my favorites. But now I try to stick more with like the healthy variety. Do
0: you remember back in the 80s? And you don't remember the 80s, but you remember the 90s. But do you remember when people told us that like eggs were dangerously high in cholesterol?
1: Oh yes, um, that's so, why you're supposed to
0: eat egg whites only. That's what they said. But that the thing feels- is, there's, we didn't know that there were different types of cholesterol. Oh
1: yeah. Right?
0: I- so we were all. So what did we eat instead of eggs? Cereal. Oh
1: okay.
0: Yes, and because we thought that eggs were dangerously high in cholesterol, we ate lots of carbs. Right, but hmm. but, but families have actually, you know, they stopped going cuckoo for cocoa puffs about a decade ago. Right. <laughs> the pendulum has kind of swung away with a vengeance away from sugar and carbs. And mm-hmm. back towards protein, right? So,
1: you know, why I also think cereal is not as popular is because people are intermittent fasting. Like, mm-hmm. I talk to so many people who do that. And that means mm-hmm. that they basically skip breakfast, right? So, they don't even need cereal anymore because they don't even eat any breakfast.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, by the way, I did see that Camelia's super chat was for Blue Trike, which is why I put oh, on them on behalf of yeah, On behalf of oh, Blue Trike. Okay. Yeah, on behalf gotcha. of so. Um, but for those that see, I'm a cereal lover, but I know that I should need it a lot because it does, it is high in sugar and the carbs, yeah. of course, get converted to sugar. Cereal sales sales are now down. Units of ready to eat cereal in the U S had rose, risen 5.2% in 2020. But then they plummeted 8.7% in 2021 and then another 3.9% in 2022.
1: we were all eating cereal during COVID.
0: Yeah. uh It's a comfort food for a lot of us, right?
1: I know. Mm -hmm. For me, it's like it's so quick and easy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I eat it at all times of the day, even for a dinner snack.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So um, uh, Kellogg's is thinking about selling off their business, right? They're thinking about spinning off their cereal division into an entirely new company, right? And then that's going to leave Kellogg's top management to focus on the more attractive snack segment, which is they they have brands like Pringles and Cheez-Its.
1: Who eats Pringles? I mean, are people really eating those anymore? I used to eat them when I was like in middle school.
0: Oh, middle schoolers today are probably eating them, right? Yeah. So... So, che- and, you've been and you love of- Cheez Its.
1: Oh, I do love
2: Cheez Its. Yes, you're a I love
1: Cheez Its more than goldfish because of the how it feels in my mouth. It's like extra crunchy. I, you know, it's all about just like the texture. I like that.
0: How yeah. it feels in her mouth. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so breakfast. Hey, you made
1: that joke earlier, so I can get you back.
0: I know, you got me there. Uh, um, but uh, what does this all mean? Well, what this means is that uh, people are also drinking a lot less milk. Right. So
1: I tried that, too. I went through that almond almond milk phase Mm -hmm. and also coconut milk phase. I would say coconut milk tastes way better than almond milk. Almond milk is just like naughty and bland.
0: Yeah. No, Generation Z doesn't consume milk the way that previous generations have. Newer milk alternative, of course, exists like oats, oat milk and almond milk. They're Mm -hmm. all the rage. But the plant-based milks do not taste as good with cereal, in my opinion, right?
1: And talking about soy milk, hello, hormones, right? I, I guess okay. in history, soy has messed with your hormones. Okay. So stay away from that. Right. But I love cow's milk. It's so, so yummy.
0: The soy. We should have asked him about soy, uh, feeding the cows soy. Anyways, <laughs> but they taste different from cow's milk and oh, they just, they yeah. make, sometimes they make your cereal taste weird. Right. So yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's not like I'm about to put goat's milk in my cereal because goat's milk literally tastes like goat. Uh, like, if, like the a, smell of goat, how goat is taste? how it tastes. Okay. It's, um, it's like grassy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, with like a little body odor added in. It's it's very, just smell a goat and you will be able to taste it. I, I tell you now, try it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So the yeah, I would never put goat milk. I would never drink goat milk anyway because it just it smells terrible. I like to eat goat. I think goat tastes good, right? I like sheep and lamb and goat right. and like uh, the meat, but not the... Uh, but not the milk.
1: Even the meat tastes Didn't, a little bit, I don't know if it's called gamey, but it tastes a little bit like something grassy. Something like
0: that, like wild. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But then there's the problem too, is like if you buy oat milk or almond milk, it's really expensive, so you're not gonna put that on cereal, you know what I mean? Like it's
1: I have yeah, well, it I was know. worth it. The health benefits were worth it up you,
0: until now. You remember the Got Milk campaign? Oh yeah, uh, Got with Mil- the milk
1: mustache. Milk mustaches yeah. Oh gosh, and stuff. why am I doing that? That's don't, so bad. Don't do
0: that's the Hitler mustache. For oh, the love gosh. of God. No. Oh no,
1: God. Stop uh, it. No, God, please Jews No! For no! Um,
0: no! But uh, the no! milk campaign the milk industry is like doing everything they can to try and get people yeah. to drink milk again. I mean, we do drink milk. I do. I put milk. I put a little wow. milk in my coffee, like little tiny yes. bits.
1: You drink your milk with peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I
0: drink milk. And with peanut also and jelly.
1: with like dessert items. Yeah. So like if cake. You're having cake or something.
0: And then, mm-hmm. I, then I'll have like a glass of milk. But like other oh, yeah. than that, but our, my nephew, he is a milk boy. Yes. He, he's a milky man. Yes. he's drinking that milk.
1: When he comes to our house, we need to have multiple gallons on hand.
0: Yes. Milk, milk,
1: lemonade around the corner fudge is made is that what you're talking about (laughs) Mm -hmm. talking about chocolate and having hormones my goodness is that why all of us pmsing women eat chocolate all the time because well there's hormones
0: in the chocolate we learned today i
1: know that's why us women have hormonal problems not only the birth control but the chocolate is messing with us this makes so much sense stop eating chocolate
0: Good morning for those who are just tuning into the Wake Up America show. How are you doing? I'm your host, Austin Peterson. Happy Friday, the 13th.
1: There we go.
0: Akbar. It's the Durka Durka Day of Jihad. And it just
1: sucks that their music is kind of catchy. It
0: is kind of catchy, not because really. I. Mean, Jewish
1: music, like, we really need to step it up. Sorry, guys. Like, we need to that You, create guys, some awesome you choose. Music you wrote the selves. best. You wrote for it. the Christian people. Exactly. exactly. Christmas. Yeah. Nice.
0: Exactly. Yeah, oh, baby, it's Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Allah Akbar song. So
1: instead, it's like, I had a little trail. Oh, I made it out of Like, how much. More plain, Can you make a song? It's Come not on very now. good.
0: It's not very good. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so it's the day of Jihad, Friday the 13th. There's already been a terrorist incident in Beijing this morning where an Israeli diplomat, for example, was stabbed by somebody on the streets. So everybody's getting staying strapped here in the United States. There's closings of schools and things. It's just it's.
1: I mean, I do want to say I used to go to an international academy in Michigan, and I used to have a lot of Muslim friends. And so it's really sad for me because I can only imagine what they're going through. You know, the fact that we kind of paint this brush, you know, and generalize all Muslim people as like being these violent people. But it's like, my friends are not that way. So I don't want to see them in that way.
0: In honor of your Durka Durka Muhammad Jihad today. Hold on. Where's where we at?
1: You know, there are good people that exist in all religions. I truly believe that.
0: Sure, but far fewer in Islam than the rest of them.
1: I don't know. No comment on that.
0: Anyways, in honor of the Day of Jihad, we will... highlight uh, like yeah, the one
1: part of Arab culture. I feel like I'm at a restaurant about eat some typically. I feel like I'm watching an awesome video and i
0: to cut my head
1: Ibrahim Khalilu معظى به
4: الله علم علي ما لي خلق الله وإله إلا الله فنفن ما أحليه فستبد على الجود ما كان يقول الله أكبر Gracias.
3: I love this,
0: I love the freedom that comes with not believing in this shit.
1: Even like um, <laughs> Hitler, Hitler loved music. Yeah, and uh, wasn't I love there Bogger. like some Nazi music too. And and like I feel like the music he liked yeah. was pretty good. Oh
0: yeah, well you want to hear Hitler music? Well, I
1: mean I don't know. If that's yeah, let's, appropriate. Play,
0: let's play some but Hitler I'm just music. Just trying
1: to say that like you know music is so. Innocent, you know, it's it still sounds good, even if it means evil.
0: Okay, hold on. Let's see. Let's see. Here we go. Let's let's hear a little uh, Hitler music today while we're Sorry, playing. Sorry, what have I got? They are Islamo-fascists, after all. Yeah. So the the Muslims yeah. and the Nazis, uh, they they do they do quite well. They're they're united in their hatred. <laughs> All right, so we can stop yes. playing that. Yeah, it's all about a beautiful German girl named Erica. Is it? Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Happy. It's
0: a little flower blooms. This is what these mm-hmm. are the, the lyrics. So it's um, but 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 a little flower blooms on the heath, and it's called Erica. And eagerly, a hundred thousand little bees, because her heart is full of sweetness. Delicate fragrance uh, emanates from the blossom dress.
2: Huh? A little flower blooms on the heath. There lives a little. Uh,
1: Poor girl, I feel bad for her. the fact also, that her name is being used now for evil, and also, cool. and
0: also, kill the juice. Yeah, but that that was like the the chorus that got removed from that one. So. <laughs>
1: I like
0: the here.
1: I like the melodies, not the words. I guess that's what I like.
0: A little flower the beat blues and the melody.
1: in my little room. Yeah, you can <laughs> always change the words. You know, Weird Al Yankovic. it is Oktoberfest,
0: so I guess it's okay. <laughs> and and it's called kill the jews Mm, mm, mm.
1: this is
0: not pc no it's very very not pc but but, you know since we're not nazis and since we're not muslims and since we're since we're not you know culture we're you're a cultural jew not a religious jew right and i'm an agnostic i get to make fun of everybody so
1: that's right
0: there you go (laughs) if you're just tuning in the wake up america show click that like button and subscribe to the channel help us to spread the message of economic freedom and personal liberty, because that's what we're actually about. We're libertarians, aren't we, Stephanie? Just, like, oh, yes. I mean,
1: I see a lot of the libertarians on Twitter right now, just being like, "We want peace, mm-hmm. you know, no war." And it's like, yeah, that's awesome, you know, in dream world. But it's like, war is real. Mm-hmm. War happens. We we can't just turn away from it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, that's For sure. the unfortunate reality, you well, guys. If
0: there is a gl- if the, today the day of jihad kicks off World War Three, everybody's going to want to have one thing in their portfolio, Stephanie. Gold. Gold. Tell us about a Jew.
1: I mean, I have gold. Years ago, back when Ron Paul warned me that the dollar was about to collapse in like 2011, 2012, I bought some silver and gold. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Can i talk about lear capital has these new coins yes in mm-hmm. for founding fathers wait i took a screenshot of it
0: you they won't and, be able to um, see your screen
1: okay wait but i just want to look at them because they're really cute okay so here's the thing they're launching their new exclusive coin series inspired by mount rushmore starting with george washington available only from lear capital i love like the different um collector's coins like I actually have a Missouri silver coin that I got years ago before I ever knew I would move to Missouri. It was during your campaign. And uh, so I really like the coins that are like themed. Mm -hmm. So fun.
0: But what's the special that Lear Capital's got going on? They
1: also have a $500 credit Mm -hmm. if you buy with them. So you get $500 in free medals.
0: How do they get the $500 account credit due?
1: You have to call the number. Why am I even responding to you right now? You're
0: in the doghouse. I'm (laughs) sorry. If you want to get that $500 account credit, it's 1-800-885-2175. Call them today to secure your financial freedom for the future get jiggy with it visit leeraustin.com if you want to get a free gold and silver information packet they'll send you information on how to invest
1: see this is good music
0: but if you want the 500 credit you got to call that number 1-800-885-2175 write it down call them today 1-800-885-2175 you got anything else you want to say about gold Steffi? before we go
1: it's just awesome i love it i mean i have never once regretted buying gold before i've never sold any of it i'm thinking about selling my silver to lear capital so that they can trade that in for gold
0: yeah there you go not mm-hmm. a bad idea all right they've got pretty good prices over yeah. at lear capital visit learaustin.com or call 1-800-885-885 Two, one, seven, five. All right. The beat is gone. The beat goes on. See, that
1: was a nice, happy, non-religious song that we yeah. all can enjoy together across the world.
0: Ba-da-de-de-da. That brings peace. One listener texted in talking about the cereal topic. They said they can't eat a lot of cereal due to their milk allergy. A lot of people do have milk allergies.
1: intolerant. Yeah, Heck, yeah. That's a
0: big one. That more and more. Sucks. We're starting to see. Yeah.
1: So they would have to do the soy milk or the coconut almonds.
0: Another listener texted us in this morning at 573-319-1586. That's 573-319-1586. Quest Fanning from Brooklyn this morning says, Hi. I have Viking ancestry. So plenty of killers in his ancestral line. That's true. Uh, And he says that the thing that's really egregious about the jihadists is their lack of a sense of humor. Agreed, Quest. They can't take a joke.
1: A lack of sense of humor too no i guess i'm just being a little sensitive because it's about my people right now and i i just feel a little a little vulnerable yeah i get it yeah. i understand makes sense you
0: can text the show today with your thoughts on any of the topics that we're discussing or anything that you think we should be discussing as well as if there's breaking news you can send it in at 573-319-1586 you
1: know the other thing I I see a lot of people on social media who are like, you know, like that guy in the video earlier, he's like, well, I'm packing, I can take these terrorists, blah, blah, blah. They're not going to get me. What's in my EDC bag, blah, blah, blah. You know what? Don't let your ego get to you. Okay. Because even the people that have the best survival skills, I mean, a bomb, you you can't shoot at a bomb. Okay. You can't shoot at an airplane, Mm -hmm. you know, and take it down. So it's like, don't be too proud of yourself. Mm -hmm. You might regret it.
0: Good mm, to know, uh, Stephanie. You want to give them a real quick update on what's going on today with our give giveaway? We're giving away a couple of pro- of uh, products from the shop.
1: That's right. Some if gifts. you are a monthly subscriber, we are going to be picking one at random by the end of the show today, mm-hmm. giving you all a gift. And if you send a Rumble rant today during the show, you are going to also be entered into another drawing. So we have two drawings. And you both will be giving away two gifts. Mm-hmm.
0: So just an FYI, for those uh, who become monthly subscribers today, they uh, you get two entries. Because it, yes. it's like you're making a donation and you become a monthly subscriber. Correct. So, like
1: Corey, he did both. Well, He's a subscriber but and, he, and he, he gave a rant.
0: However, yeah. it's, I'm, what I mean specifically is oh. if you become a new subscriber uh-huh. today to the show, then you automatically get two entries right away because when you donate immediately, the that's like a Rumble Rant, essentially. Oh, and then okay. you, you're a monthly subscriber, so okay. you get the monthly subscriber as well. So we're going to give away gotcha. two gifts at the end of the show today. Mm-hmm. So at 9 a.m., you're going to want to stick around until then, because if you have made a Rumble Rant, you want to make sure you find out if you won. Mm-hmm. Or if you're a monthly subscriber, you want to stick around and hear if you won. Mm-hmm. You can enter to win as, for as little as a dollar. So if you want to, join, to throw a dollar in, you could win an awesome, you know, $25, $30 t-shirt over at um, apforlibertyshop.com today. Yes. So it's a good value, right? So you could actually get more than you, you, you get more back than you donate. So
2: absolutely.
0: All right. So are we ready to talk about some general since we're trying to lighten things up? It's time yeah. to talk about mm-hmm. slang words, generation Z slang words. I'm
1: really confused by these. I don't <laughs> know any of
0: these. All right, Stephanie. So this was a story yesterday that I was uh, that you were reading. And I, w- I was um, excited to talk about how to speak. Generation Z. It's time to become flumer, okay boomers? Mm. Time to learn how to talk Gen z's right? So this is their lingo because a lot of uh, elder workers mm-hmm. in the workplace are complaining about the fact that they don't know what the younger people and their are saying and they're like their Slack channels and stuff.
1: Oh man.
0: So Zoomers have kind of shaken up the corporate world by introducing their online colloquialisms into the workplace. Uh-huh. And it's kind of prompting the uninitiated to surf the web for a definition, right? So in the U.S., Google searches for Gen Z slang are up 123%. I, All of
1: us old people want to know what it means. Yeah,
0: that's the news hook. So,
1: Well, it's funny because recently on a, a local radio station, they were talking about the lingo of Gen Z. And I was mm-hmm. like, why are they talking about this? Don't we already know this? And then look at me. I don't know most of the words myself.
0: So, so here's the thing. So, so we do sometimes talk about celebrity news on this show, or we talk about like cultural news on this show, not just like hard news on this show, because... Yeah. because One, I think that things like this are relevant to all of us, kind of universal, right? We're all Mm -hmm. wondering what the hell the kids are saying these days. And then two, if it's like a celebrity news item, like with Camellia yesterday, we talked about Jada Smith and Will Smith. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that that has a universal appeal because I make it universal to talk about our own marriages and divorces and relationships and cheating and things like that. So. Mm -hmm. If you're like, oh my God, I don't like celebrity news. Just remember that I always work hard to make something relevant to you on the Wake Up America show. So, But Generation Z slang, there's a lot of people, and this is the news hook. This is why this is relevant, Hmm. is because Google searches for Gen Z slang are up. And I'm just going to do a quick little segue. So
1: y'all are secretly searching for this and just not telling us.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, But I mean, just to like, here's a little behind the scenes thing. So when people like, you're wondering, why would you choose to talk about Generation Z slang? I wouldn't just pull that out of nowhere, typically, because what I'm looking for is always there has to be an event. Something has to happen for it to be news. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's not news. It's just me talking about my opinions about things. And I mean, people only care so much about that. Right. You care about what you think about things. Yeah. So when an event happens, it affects us all. So the event is Generation Z slang is up one hundred and twenty three percent in searches. So everybody's trying to figure out what the hell the kids are saying. Okay. And curiosity about Gen Z words, another search, has increased by eighty six percent. So it's actually kind of amazing. This generation is one of the, has developed one of the most unique vernaculars in history. Really? The, yes, no. yes. I
1: mean, back In the day, like they had necking, and uh, you know all those Going terms in like the nineteen fifties that they we don't. use did they have anymore?
0: But did they have emojis?
1: No, I mean, they probably they do like my grandmother and my mom. They all doodle. Mm-hmm. I don't know if kids doodle anymore. They must doodle an emoji. Yeah.
0: Well, there you go. The emojis are like <laughs> they the draw
1: on their tablet.
0: Not really. Um, <laughs> so so let's go through the, the common Gen Z slang that uh, people are using these days. And then we can talk about how Gen Z is kind of mocking millennials. That's my generation, our generation uh-huh. for using the slang wrong. OK, so slay.
1: So I, um, I thought that meant to like have sexual.
0: You thought it missing. You thought it meant to slay pussy.
1: Yeah, I didn't so, want to say that word. It's like kitties. Yeah. All, it's, yeah,
0: it does mean that as well. Still.
1: Okay, so slay. I was here. Slay queen.
0: Slay, slay Yeah, queen. it's mostly used by gays, by the way. Sign of okay. Jonah over on the chat dropped five dollars in. He just got an entry. Thank you. Thank you, Sign of Jonah. You're really cool. He just got an entry into the prize drawing. Thank you, Mr. Sinajona. We appreciate that. Yeah, slay. Like, yes, queen slay. That's, like, the thing.
1: Maybe though. it's, like,
0: own your accomplishment or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah.
1: We're gonna cut your head off. So, like, slay. Slay could also mean slay yeah, like cutting Muslim. somebody. Slay. I'm slay gonna cut Hamas.
0: You, right? Yeah, it does. But they're, like, well, it's, like, your outfit slays. It kills. Like, oh, oh it kills okay. me, right? So... Mm. Slay is kind of like derived from the LGBTQ right. movement. Right. So, okay. like Beyonce, in which she slays, I slay all day. Right. So, that's Generation Z slang. Mm. Slay.
1: I, my mind still just keeps going to, I have sex all day. I slay all day. Okay, like, no, no. I just, I can't. Not even. like
0: that, Stephanie. You're disgusting. Somebody call the cops. FBI, <laughs> all right. Next one is to serve. Talking about Generation Z slang. To serve.
1: To serve divorce papers or no. to serve well, some sort actually, of legal papers That's paper. pretty
0: close. That's pretty close. <laughs> it's kind of the same vein, right? To like to serve. You
1: got served.
0: Yeah, okay. sort of. Like not not exactly. So it's like she's serving in those shoes means like you're really bringing it. It really means that like to serve a look is to like look good. Oh, my God. No when bad was good? right? Yes. Like, oh, that's so remember bad. Remember when so gay
1: bad. was happy?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hello. No, I don't. Actually, that was before my lifetime, right? That was like yeah. the 40s. Oh, it's such a gay boy. <laughs>
1: or when men were named Dick.
0: Yeah, they t- t- Nowadays, we just we call him Rich or we call him Richard, but you don't tend to you know. t- tend to be like, "Hey, Dick."
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so serve. So she's serving in those shoes. That means that she looks really good in those shoes.
1: Okay. Hey,
0: you making that face as a, like a millennial? Oh,
1: no, I'm picturing a waitress. Like a
0: mad serving? millennial. I, I don't here. know. They're, okay.
1: These words are just associated with so many other meanings that I just I can't. I can't. Put it all in my head.
0: Okay. Well, we're going to put it all in your head right now because we're putting it in everybody's head. Uh, We're talking about Generation Z slang right now. How to speak it? Dupe.
1: You were duped. You were you were tricked, right? Oh shoot. Uh, Actually, yes,
0: yes. No, you're right. Short. Yes, you're right. Short for duplicate. Oh. Right. Um, Jaren Zia share their dupes. So they're called like knockoff designer products that they wouldn't um, be able to afford. You're right. Okay,
1: okay. So
0: this Target purse is a Gucci dupe.
1: Okay. I never used it in that way before. So this is no. definitely different.
0: No, and usually when I say dupe, it means like to dupe someone. Dupe. Doop. Doop. Doop a world. Doop. Doop. Doop a world. doop no, God!
1: Please!
0: No! this All right. Doop. All right. Next one. Next one is It's Giving.
1: It's Giving. If
0: someone was wearing low rise jeans, they'd be giving early 2000s. In other words, giving means to emulate and is often used as a comparison. For example, her red lipstick is giving Taylor Swift.
1: Oh, my God. I can't even. So
0: it's um, giving me Taylor Swift vibes oh right so it's giving
1: I'm giving it's giving me yeah they're just using one word to like represent m- a lot of my words.
0: shirt is giving
1: you're giving what
0: i'm give. what kind of vibes am i giving like hawaiian giving kind of off.
1: like yeah you're giving hawaii
0: like beach vibes or what is okay. what is the theme of this show Synthwave. it's giving
1: I'm giving synth wave
0: it's giving synth okay vibes. i'm learning
1: this i can just imagine like a spelling bee where they're like spell the word giving. Could right. you use that in right. a sentence? Right. So could th- you give me the definition? Right. And like they're saying all this stuff.
0: Yeah. So like this, the theme of the Wake Up America show is synth wave
1: uh-huh.
0: and it's giving synth wave vibes. Or you could say it's giving me synth. It's giving synth wave.
1: Oh, okay. I'm going to forget all this by the time we get home today. I'm just telling you.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's fine. All right. You put it out of your head later. Uh, I
1: need to really practice this. this. If anyone, any Gen Zers, if you want to practice with me, I really want to learn.
0: This next term is one that I think, like, if you as an older person tried to use it, like, you really wouldn't, they would be like, oh, my God, you're such an old fogey, right? Riz.
1: I do know that one because we've been talking about it a lot. It's very mm-hmm. relevant with like charisma. Mm-hmm. The guys with the riz get the ladies.
0: Yes, riz. So
1: I know that one and it sounds right.
0: Right. Give, okay. So so gives me the riz, right? So if you riz someone riz. up, right? Charisma, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. But here's the thing. So a suave bachelor whose natural charm successfully woos women would be said to have riz. Maybe, and- maybe they're not the hottest guy in the room. Or they could be, but their flirtation somewhere w- somehow works. So if you are not the best looking guy, like 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 a guy like me, like a solid seven on a good day, if I have Riz,
1: way better. You're a ten. Steph. Austin is a 10. <laughs> 11.
0: She's. Can we go to twenty, please? Have you seen his
1: body? I've seen all of him. He's really
0: cute. Back in my 20s (laughs) and maybe early 30s, right? But I have to have Riz. Yes. Because as a seven, a solid seven, um, uh, maybe on an awesome day, I would have been an eight, right? But a solid seven, you got to have charisma. Do
1: girls have charisma too? Yeah, they
0: can, right? Right? Yeah, you can have, girls can have Riz, in my opinion, right? But they don't have to woo, right? They don't have, they just have to sit there and on their fat, Ashes and eat bonbons. Menti B is the next one. Flippantly nicknaming a mental breakdown as oh my
1: goodness," Menti B. I've never heard of that, even in the therapy world. I mean, most of my clients call it a panic attack. I I very rarely hear any mental breakdown, menti B. I don't know where they're talking about this. Definitely not in therapy, because I have a lot of young clients who are in their teens and 20s.
0: Lindell over on the chat, the live stream says when something was cool, we'd say it was bad as all get out back in the 90s. I remember that.
1: Yeah, Yeah.
0: Bad as all get out. Yes. Luke Sacker says, how about reviving the word gas, as in she's a gas? I don't think that's, I don't know. That was before <laughs> my
1: time.
0: Yeah, the gas, that's like the 1940s. Just, oh, she's wow. a gas, having a gas. Oh, we're not going to have a laugh at a gas. Go okay. a laugh. Go, go down to the that's auto cute. mat and grab a sandwich, right? Yeah. All right, so gas, as Joni Rankin likes it. She loves gas, Luke. I'm anti-gas.
1: Oh, pecking. Luke
0: Sacker says, dress to the nines. I still say that.
1: Yeah, I like Dressed that. Dressed to the
0: nines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Can Raz be the opposite of Riz? I don't think so, Clementine. Nice try, though, Diug. We know you. We know your tricks, Dewey. We know your tricks. <laughs> All right. So, but men, having a mentee B is a mental breakdown. Okay. I would have, if somebody had said that to me, and I literally had never heard that until this. I would have thought that it would have been like, you know, somebody who like is like Cardi B.
1: Yeah, it's like Cardi B's sister.
0: Yeah, like Cardi B's sister. <laughs> her Like it's like Cardi B f- we, like did a music video with Menti B, right? What, what, it, it's like her, it's her mini me. me. Right, yeah, exactly. It's like her mini me, you yeah. know, and it's like Menti B. But apparently uh, it's it's like a mental breakdown, right? So I've had three Menti B's this month. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's like you can't take it. All right, we're talking about Generation Z slang. We only got five more minutes left to go in the show. Mm. Uh, DeLulu. 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 What is that? It's the next generation Z term. The colloquialism for delusional.
1: Oh, you're delulu.
0: But it's used usually in a romantic concept con- context. When the person reads into the actions of their crush a little too much
1: okay,
0: or creates a, uh, an irrational fantasy, then you're DeLulu. He's, I've
1: been DeLulu.
0: He smiled at me. He must like me. You're being DeLulu.
1: Yes, okay. I am DeLulu.
0: This one, yes. I think, has made its way uh, out into the, 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 the normie, normie lexicon. Yeah. But this one is sus.
1: I remember the first time I heard that and I was like, what does that mean? But thankfully, now I know it's suspicious. Right. Yeah. They're just like making words shorter Mm -hmm. and just being like, it's sus" rather than saying suspicious.
0: Yes. Remember, uh, remind them, Stephanie, they've still got five minutes to get an entry into the prize drawing real quick. Tell them again before we finish off.
1: So if you are a monthly subscriber, then you are entered into a prize drawing. If you send a rant or become a new subscriber Mm -hmm. today then you also enter in to get a prize. So there's two prizes on the line here.
0: Okay, there you go. Sus is uh, sus is the one that I think everybody knows. So oh, oh, This one they say is Generation Z, but I've always used this as well because this is old slang, side eye. George
1: gives the side eye all yeah, the time because his eye is a little lazy. Yeah, giving you the side eye. Right,
0: right. You don't like Taylor Swift? Side eye, right? Like but- weird, right? So it's like giving somebody a critical side eye, but that's yeah. that's, that's been around for a while. Right, so, right. Yeah. This
1: is not new, you guys. You're now, not that this creative. one
0: is kind of new. Uh-huh. Slap,
1: slap that butt.
0: No, no, not slap that ass. Meaning that something is good. Slap is used to describe something like delicious food or incredible music. This beat slap.
1: Segoi, segoy.
0: Segoi, segoi. Yeah. That's Japanese for "it's really good, really good." It's like
1: the Japanese equivalent.
0: Yes, slap.
1: exactly. This pizza Sagoe. is
0: segoi, right? Okay. This uh, p- uh, pizza uh, segoi. Pizza so
1: slap is an adjective. This is a slap. There's,
0: no this is slap. There's no c in adjective. There's no c in adjective. It's a silent c. What you said, adjective adjective it's adjective yeah it's not adjective what you said it's an a, adjective it's an adjective it's not an adjective
1: an adjective is a describing N- word
0: no huh there's no such word as adjective no there's no a,
1: you just tell me something new Seriously. There,
0: there's a silent c there's
1: nouns verbs and adjectives
0: there's adjectives but there's no adjectives okay the c I- is silent
1: I didn't know that. I'm from Michigan. We speak different language you don't, there. No, no. People accent. in
0: Michigan do not say adjective.
1: Adjective. No, stop. What? I'm really confused right now. I feel like my world has just been blown. Let me look this up. It's Go an ahead. adjective. Look it up. Look it I, up. I my whole schooling lied to me. You guys. I went to private school. It's an adjective. Look, it says adjective. So yeah, you don't pronounce sp- the d. It's an adjective.
2: No, you
0: don't pronounce the C. Here,
1: here. Let me turn it up, you guys. You're all going to hear it. Adjective. There's no C. Thank you. No, wait, wait, wait. She's is t- the, the C doesn't know. an
0: adjective? This is silence. private school
1: versus public school, you guys. This How is long? what happens. I tell you, the government failed him.
0: Okay, here's what they say. Yes. They say that, oh, oh, both ways are fine. Ugh. OK, so uh, I'm from the South in the U.S. and I always pronounce it without the C uh-huh. in the U.S. I've heard people skip the C, but it is if it's pronounced, it's not emphasized.
1: Oh, my goodness. OK, I, I you are making me feel crazy. Do
0: not pronounce the silent letter C, though, says one p- person online.
1: One person on Reddit. Right. Listen to those people.
0: Uh-huh. We are going to have no. a fight about this later. No. OK,
1: I know what I know. I know how I say it my whole life. All
0: right. My definition yeah. slaps. In order okay. to convince convince me you're going to need more riz than that, That's Stephanie. Different. Okay. All right. Um, next slang genera- from Generation Z is uh, it's sending me.
1: It's sending me. It's sending me. Like it's uh, annoying me or something. Right. So
0: know. you send a meme to your team's group chat and the Zoomer says it's sending them. Really, they mean something is laugh out loud hilarious. Oh, so oh it's making God. you laugh. This photo of my dog in a Halloween costume is sending me. Oh,
1: this is just so confusing.
0: Lame. Let's just
1: go with the original definition. How
0: about this one? The brain isn't braining. Something doesn't add up.
1: Well, my brain certainly isn't braining. That's is for of, sure.
0: A lot of these generations, of these brain is not braining. I'm too tired <laughs> to understand what you just said. My brain isn't braining.
1: Yeah. My brain's not braining this morning, you guys.
0: This one's one that I know. This is like a, like slang that people use online. Common W or l
1: oh it's a w it's an l yeah
0: take yeah take the l focus
1: on the w's focus on the w's exactly remember an l on her forehead
0: what about this one no cap
1: oh well that's loser Uh, what no cap no cap no cap no cap there's like no maximum no cap
0: no cap so cap means lying Okay. If cap is lying, then no cap is not lying. No lie. So if you say huh. no cap, you're not lying. I'm ha- oh, my I'm, goodness. I'm, I'm so happy for you. No cap. Oh, that's so stupid. Yeah. I,
1: I can't even. Yeah, la, la, oh, jeez. You guys, Gen Z, I feel sorry for you. Yeah. All and right. then they got these emojis and what they mean. Yeah. and Like painting your nails. We don't slay. have time.
0: We don't have time. I'm like...
1: Ugh. When did painting your nails we don't start have to time. mean something else? We
0: don't have time. We've got to do our gift certificate oh. giveaway, Or Actually, we've got to do our gift giveaways for APForLibertyShop.com. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. The winner of the monthly prize giveaway for the monthly subscribers. Monthly. Okay. This is if you are a monthly subscriber to the Wake Up America show, you win uh, one gift. Ready? Mm-hmm. The winner is Kermode Bear.
1: Yay! how cool congratulations
0: congratulations to kermode bear and in case kermode bear is not here this morning we will message you and let you know that you are the winner. You can pick any item from the apparel in apforlibertyshop.com. All right. And the next one, for those who made a donation this morning and for who uh, gave a Rumble rant, yeah. we have the the winner of the Rumble rant this morning. Are we ready?
1: Yeah. Boom, okay. Boom, 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 boom. The winner
0: from this morning is Sign of Jonah. Yay. Yeah. Thank
1: you. Well, why am I saying thank you?
0: That's because you donated. Thank you,
1: and you're welcome. <laughs> well, thank we you, and you're welcome. thank you to each other.
0: Thank you, and good you're job. welcome. Sign of Jonah. Congratulations, you are the winner. You get to go to apforlibertyshop.com and you get to pick out anything from the apparel. Get yourself a t-shirt or whatever you like there from the uh, apforlibertyshop.com do. and, we'll and we'll do, it over there.
1: We'll do at least one giveaway every month. So yeah. maybe not two, but one.
0: But definitely, that's a good reason to become a monthly subscriber yeah. because you get entered into prize giveaways. Matt Unruh won an AK. 47 a legit one yeah okay so uh there you go so all right well go pick out pick yourself out a nice t-shirt from the ap for liberty shop and uh and for the winners this morning And uh, we'll send it out your way Make sure you send us uh, Sign of Jonah Here's what I recommend you do and uh, Send us a text message To the text line on the show yeah. With your address Name and address And all that information mm-hmm. As much information As you give us email address Phone number as well So we can give that To the delivery service Just right. in case they have to call you Because they can't find you Or whatever And then
1: they can send Your tracking information To your email Or yep. your phone number
0: Yep, yep Do that Send us all the information That you can and We'll get you at your prize uh, And tell us what you want What size you want There you go right? 573-319-1586. One, one, and we'll see you on Monday on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Be
1: safe and be free.
0: Appreciate you guys. We'll see you on Monday.